Okay, so a lot rattling around the old dome this morning. First thing I want to talk about is something herself mentioned to me there recently. She's she's mentioned it in passing before, and I, it was one of those things that I had to hear it a couple of times before it sank in. I'm a bit thick like that sometimes. I think most of us are. You hear something and you go, ah, oh, yeah. Then you hear it again. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. And then you hear it again. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. And then you hear 15 times in the space of eight years. And you're like, I should probably address that. And what it was was, I can't remember specifically what we were talking about, but it was in relation to the podcast. And she was saying that she was listening to one particular episode. This is usually how it goes. She'd be listening to some episode and she'd be telling me what she thought about it, whether she liked it or disliked it or whatever else. And then she'll say something like, but then you started talking about the soul and the ego and, you know, I, I, I don't know what you're fucking on about half the time. So that's what she said to me on a numerous on numerous occasions. And I suppose what I said in my own mind and directly to her was, ah, look, not everybody's into that. Do you know that kind of way? Some people just aren't that bothered. And I said something along those lines were there recently and she said, well, no, it's, it's, it's not that I'm not interested. I, I am interested. I'd, I'd actually like to know what the fuck you're talking about. But I don't. And as far as I'm concerned, like she she was kind of somewhat embarrassed to say that. And I was saying, it's something that I learned in Kokoro back in the day when I was training in martial arts. I, especially when I started, I'd want to ask a question, but I wouldn't because I was only new and maybe I didn't have the balls and I didn't want to stick my neck out. And the coach would go, any questions? And everyone, nobody would say anything. And then the coach would kind of look at us and go, lads, I'm after explaining something that you haven't seen before and not fucking one of you has any questions. Like, cop on. Somebody is, somebody is fucking man up and spit it out. And then I go, yeah, look, I actually don't know how you finish the move, let's say, for fragment's sake. And what often happened was, if I didn't say it, somebody else would say what I was thinking. And what I'm getting to hear is, Ruth, didn't really understand exactly what I was talking about, but she's representative of a good proportion of my audience because she's a smart girl. IQ off the charts and intelligent as fuck. So if she hasn't grasped what the fuck I've been talking about, there's a likelihood that a good proportion of the rest of the people listening are in the same boat as her. It might be 80%, it might be 5%, but she's certainly not on her own. So we got talking about it a bit and once I was able to isolate a couple of things that I've probably said a thousand times in the podcast but never in the same sequence. They've all been a bit scattered. Because everything that I said to her, she had heard before but I think she got it a little bit more because I put them in order. Plus there was a bit of a back and forth. The downside of a monologue over a conversation is in a monologue I keep talking and if you miss something, if you're not sure what I meant when I said something, I fucking ramble on as I do, and you're kind of left trying to keep up. But in a conversation, it's two-way. I say something, you're not entirely sure what I meant by it, and you can question it, you can quiz it, you can go, hang on a second now, when you say that, what exactly do you mean? Because you seem to know what you mean, but I sure as shit don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to just basically recap essentially what I mean when I start talking about the soul and the ego. So as far as I'm concerned, you in your entirety is split into two. And even that's not a great way of looking at it. Because what I mean is, there's two component parts that make you up. Now this is a broad sweeping generalisation alert and there's a lot more to it, but this will just have to suffice for now. 
So the way I can I look at it, a human person in its entirety is like the color green. Now the color green is made up of blue and yellow. And when you mix blue and yellow together, they become something different. So green is made up of two distinct component parts, blue and yellow. And when you mix them together, they become something new. So, so they become more than the sum of their parts. And I think that's a good analogy in relation to the whole body-soul dynamic. So I think the human being in its entirety is split into two things. For, for now, it's split into more, but for now we'll split it into two. Your ego and your soul. And as far as I'm concerned, your ego, what the, the realm of the ego is the realm of language and words and articulated speech and thought. What I've said before is your ego wears a watch and speaks English. Because time is relative to your ego. Or, sorry, not relative, it's relevant. And the way we look at a soulful experience, the, the, the way we describe a soulful experience... We often say, oh, I just, uh, I can't find the words or there are no words. So when you win the final or you get awarded the thing or whatever it is, when you have a, a really, really, really positive experience, it could be an orgasm or it could be, it could be any massively positive experience. You often see this when sports stars are interviewed after winning gold in the Olympics. Tell me how you feel. What's it like? And they're like, oh, Oh, it's just, it's it's amazing. Like they, they find it very hard to articulate it. And I think that's because your ego is offline in those moments. You're having what I would consider to be an out-of-ego experience. When, you, when you're completely overwhelmed by emotion, your ego is offline. So your soul, essentially, is the emotive part of you. It's the emotional part of you. It's the feelings part of you. We know we love our children, but if somebody asks you to justify the love of your children, you'd end up going, oh, they're, they're just great, they're brilliant, they're everything to me. They're, you know, it, it's, it's hard to put it into words. And it's hard to put it into words because they're fucking part of you on a, on a much deeper level than you can explain. And I suppose that's another fundamental difference between the ego and the soul. The soul is deeper. It's more your your base instinct it's it's like we're animals we're no different than cows and birds and pigeons and octopus we're animals we're, we're life forms on this planet but what i think and i i just caught myself about to say this what separates us from the animals there's a million things that separates us from the animals and you often hear people say the one thing that really separates us from the animals and it's not the one thing there's a whole plethora of things but one way of for the purposes of this episode at least of distinguishing us from animals is that animals don't have egos and it's funny because I've often heard people say like, do you think animals have souls and I think that's completely wrong headed I think the question should be do you think animals have egos and I don't think they do I don't think they have the same internal narrative that we do they don't have language therefore they can't have thoughts because how can you think if you don't have a language to think in now, they're not just a robotic automatons bouncing off the walls. They have instinct and they have emotions, probably. They have feelings. And again, emotions and feelings are the realm of the soul. But I think animals, for the most part, only have souls that don't have egos because they don't have language. And language is the domain of the, or the realm of the ego. So my ego, personally, Francis McKeown is my ego. That, that name... It, it, it's a language. 
or should I say you're, you're using language to define yourself. So anything that you can articulate, that's just ego. The deeper parts of you, the feelings part of you, the emotions part of you, like the sadness and the joy and everything in between, that's the realm of the soul. Now, we're, we're both all the time, like the colour green. The colour green always contains yellow and it always contains blue. But in human experience, there are times when we... There are times when the ego goes offline. And they're soulful experiences. They're when you, when you hit peak joy or peak sadness. And to use my own terminology, I would refer to those flow states, for want of a better term, as out-of-ego experiences. And look, for the crack, I'm going to throw in a third. And the third is your body. So there's your soul, which is your emotions. There's your ego, which is your thoughts and thinking and, and words. And then there's your physical body. The thing that you can fucking stick a pen into. The thing that you can draw on. The thing that you can clean the, the 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 thing that the the meat vehicle that fucking moves you around that you could consider that a third component part and it's funny because you may have heard me mention a place called Kokoro before Kokoro was the mixed martial arts gym that I hail from and Kokoro is the Japanese word for mind body and spirit and we can take spirit in this instance at least to be a synonym for soul your body in a, in a sense is essentially the container for your mind and your spirit or your ego and your soul or whatever way you want to phrase that. And I think a good way of looking at the body in relation to the soul at least, I think this is encapsulated pretty well in a, I think this is a Leonardo da Vinci quote. And it's the idea that your soul, however hard that may be to, be, to define and to see and to quantify, your soul or your spirit, it inhabits your body. And if you'd like an indication, I'm going to butcher this now, but you'll get the sentiment. If you'd like an indication of the state of a man's soul, observe how he looks after the place he keeps it. Because our, our soul is encapsulated in our body. So the idea being, if you want to know the state of a man's soul, look at how, look at the state of the place in which he keeps it. Because the things that we have in our homes that we really value very highly, they're, they're in glass boxes and they're, they're in safe places and they're, they're on display. And they're not covered in dust. And they're not at the bottom of the garden covered in muck. Like that trophy you won for whatever, that thing that represents some achievement that you've made in your life, it's typically not... It mightn't be on display. It might be under your bed in a fucking box or something. But the odds of, even if it's a childhood medal, the odds of it being dirty are slim to fuck all. Because we, they, they represent things. They, they, they represent something. They represent something meaningful. And if something is meaningful, you tend to look after it. If you don't give two flying shites about something, that's the type of thing that ends up on the lawn or ends up in the bin or wherever. Neglected, broken, damaged. Whatever the case may be. But you have to remember that everything that I say on this podcast, like this podcast is ego-based 99.999%. Because it's all language, it's all articulated speech. So it's not particularly soulful in any meaningful sense. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an ego, it's an egotic experience to, to make up a word. But this points to the correlation between these three things. Because in order for you to know that you should take care of your physical body for no other reason that it 
it's, it's where you keep your soul. In order for you to say, right, I'm going to fucking start looking after myself because I want my soul to be in good shape. Because my soul mediates my emotions. It is my emotions. And I want, I don't want really negative emotions all the time. I want positive emotions. So I want to keep the place that I, that my soul inhabits in good nick. So I'm going to fucking lose a few pounds and start eating clean and get a bit of exercise in and, and all the rest of it. But that, that idea, that thinking process of saying, I'm going to get myself in shape or I'm going to continue to maintain the way I've been doing things or I'm going to make a big drastic improvement or whatever it is. That decision, and like decisions generally, decisions are made by the ego because decisions are thoughts. Now again, this it's all muddled up in a big kind of soup because your emotions mediate your thoughts in the first place. If you wake up and for whatever reason you're just feeling really shit, let's say you've had a heap of beer the night before, that put, takes its toll on your body and your body is where your soul lives. And if where your soul lives is in shit, then you're not going to be in the best mood because your soul mediates your emotions. The, the, this, this idea of mind, body and spirit or soul, ego and body or whatever way you want to word it, these three, three things, they're, they're inextricably linked. They're distinct. They're different component parts, but they're all interlocked in the same way that blue and yellow are distinct, but when interlocked, they make green. And in relation to this new standard of mine, that new standard is essentially, it, it, it's, it's a little bit all-encompassing, but I'm going to talk about it specifically in relation to my physical appearance, because that's something that I'm actively addressing now at the minute. I've been active my whole life, I've always done this, that and the other, but I've also also enjoyed, you know, swilling pints and smoking joints and all the rest of it. But I have a sun holiday coming up in a couple of months, and I literally, my goal for that holiday is to be in the best shape of my life. Aesthetically. I don't mean I want to run 100 metres in four and a half seconds. And I don't mean I'm going to fucking run a two and a half hour fucking marathon or anything of the sort. What I want to be is in the best looking... I want to be physically the best looking I've ever been. That's my goal for this holiday. It's going to be a fucking... A bit of a treat for myself. So instead of, you know wearing a fucking t-shirt in the sun or kind of hiding your fucking fall over bits. I don't want any of that. I want to fucking exercise that for myself. And I think that my soul will fucking benefit for it. I think it. I, I think if, if you can make fundamental changes like that, everything else will improve. Your, 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 your mood will improve because your body is where you keep your soul. And if your mood is elevated, then you'll have better thoughts and better thoughts breed further better thoughts and you start spiraling upwards one of those positive positive feedback loops and i think that's a good place to end today's episode because me my mind is spinning i could go on i could probably talk like this for another hour but what i'm going to do is i'm going to get stuck into my day's work and i'm going to let what i'm just after kind of unleashing on the world there percolate and uh, the next episode will most likely be an extension of this episode and on that note i'll chat you tomorrow